All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. My name is Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And, you know, a lot of times in real estate, people start as like a solo entrepreneur or they're kind of operating under the radar and they just, you know, self-finance this and, and move up the ranks. And my guest today kind of has a, a story that we can learn a lot from because your network really is your net worth. He's been able to amass quite a portfolio managing quite a number of people and uh you got to be good with people to be able to do that so tim mitchell how are you today i'm doing fantastic thank you awesome awesome so let's start with that origin story we were talking a little bit before the show um you started as an insurance broker or as an insurance agent and that kind of got you your really big first step into the business or what was your first um property let's talk about why you even got into it in the first place my first property actually first three properties i was able to purchase for like five thousand dollars a piece mm -hmm. and, I've, and i've had those properties um for probably nine years kept them with rental properties holding for nine years before i did anything with them or selling them in 2015 is when i just went full-time in real estate and i haven't looked back so you still own those $5,000 houses today? Uh, three of them I do out of the, out of the yes. Just I, out of curiosity, what are they worth today? Um, I'll be about 120 to 170. Yeah, I figured this much, but I wanted the people at home to hear about buying, holding, appreciation, maintenance, your asset, and, you know, things, you know, things go up. We're seeing it with inflation right now. So, um, my curiosity in the conversation was when you said I was doing insurance, you were doing like insurance adjustments or insurance for commercial or, and then suddenly the banks were reaching out. So tell that, tell people at home a little bit about that. So when 2007 market hit 2009, economy crash kind of thing. Um, when that happened, banks were reaching out to us. We were doing their all their foreclosures, cleanouts, etc. Upon that, they were reaching out asking if we would like to buy some of their properties. That's mm -hmm. and firsthand directly contracts with the banks, and they we were purchasing them directly from them. Nowadays, it's extremely hard to do that because they want to sell hundreds at a time. Mm -hmm. Smaller, it's hard to do for the smaller individual to purchase one or two, five properties. They're wanting to sell hundreds, if not a thousand at a time mm -hmm. today. Are they still seeing that kind of volume of people going into foreclosure right now? I, I'm, I'm assuming that that's on the up. It's not near as what it was, no. I'm not sure we'll actually see where it was back in 07, 08. We are seeing some, but it's a small handful at this current time. Yeah. And uh, one of the websites we were talking before the show tax uh, for, I think it's Fort Wayne tax care.com. And that's one yes. way that you guys are working with over leveraged individuals to kind of help them stay in their home. Um, where did that idea come from? As far as, you know, did you see that as a, uh, an opportunity? Obviously there's, there's leads in there. It's a, it's a leads gen for real estate. We do the same thing here in this market, but how are you actually able to help people? Um, in Fort Wayne? We basically send them a letter once the house is sold 
we can do that before, but we'll wait till the house is sold because a lot of people will redeem them the day before, um, even a week before the um, tax sale. Mm -hmm. After they've hit the tax sale and the house has been property has been sold, then we will send them a, just a basic letter. If they want to reach out to us and ask for assistance and try and have us help pay their county property taxes back, we will do that um, over a period of six months. And that helps them stay in the house, right? That's correct. Sometimes they're not able to stay current on the payments back to us, and then we obtain the house upon yeah. them agreeing to us making their payment, full payment, get their tax to save the house, they do sign an agreement. Okay. So yeah, it's um, you know, it's you got to pay the bills. Otherwise, it's either the it's either the the bank or the title holder or the lender. You know, you got to pay pay your your uh your holding costs on your property if you want to continue holding your property. So you started acquiring properties with the tax sale in a in a larger way. Um over that period, what have you been able to acquire and uh, what has that done for you personally? Right now, we are looking at 288 properties. We have as rental properties. We were up to full, over 400 at one time. In the last 18 months, we have been selling quite a few and not running as much because mm -hmm. of the market has been extremely hot. So we are selling them doesn't make too much sense in what we were getting a rent and what we could have get. There was a big difference when the market just blew up. Mm -hmm. Prices went crazy and rent rates doubled. So we started selling some properties, but we still have 288 at this time. We are rehabbing three at this current time, which will actually just, they will not longer be rental properties. They will be actually on an MLS. You're going to go to, and, and like, so you rent rent them out. I always thought that was a great strategy. You know, buy them when the market is is like a little bit depressed, or you're getting opportunities like from the bank. You hold them until the market turns around, and then right. you make them retail and you exit them at the top. Uh, it's hard to time the top. You know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I should have waited six more months because the top is here. But you know, you got you know when it's hot, go for it and clear out clear out some of your stuff now. How do you decide which ones to sell and which ones to keep in your portfolio going from 400 to something like 300 now? That's always a good question. Um, I don't have a specific plan when it comes to which property. It's just depending on what, how bad the rehab is. Mm. So the ones that are like wor the worst ones are the ones you're targeting, the ones that need the most work? The ones that need the most work done to them, we will basically just crush them up and we were going to put them on the market. Yes, we are doing one this current time where a tenant just moved out last week. Basically, it just needs new flooring and paint and we're replacing the um, granite countertop on that property. Um, the new cabinets were installed 18 months ago on this one. So we are just basically just going to build new, new flooring, new paint. Mm -hmm. Um, has had a new roof on it, new windows in it, new doors. So we're just going to freshen it up and then put it on the market. Yeah, so you can you can uh, maximize um, maximize the return. So here we are today. Is is the, are those all single family or, or is there multis in there? So you have two hundred eighty eight titles. So who's managing all this? 
Um, we are. We're managing. You have the management company uh, built as you own that as well. You're running the management company as well. That's correct. So, Tim, where do you find the time? I have other people to take care of all that. Awesome. So leveraging people. When did you start really having to bring people into the business and start building it out to get your time back? Because did you start doing it all yourself or did you immediately start bringing people in? I managed, I took care of a lot of it um, until about 2019. Then after that, I brought people on. I currently have 14 people on staff that are the run the management management company. And then I'm 24, 26 rehab people crew. Now that, that management company, 208, I think it was 287 or 288 units. Um, that must put you into a category with some of the larger uh, property managements in that area. That is correct. Now, do you take other people on or is it simply managing your own portfolio? No, actually we do take on others. Yes. We have a total of a little over um, 600 properties now that we're managing. And then obviously ours are only 288. The rest are, are other investor properties. And this is all in Fort Wayne? Obviously, other investors are here locally. Some are in, you know, Brazil and California. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is this something I would want to maintain on a yearly basis, management part? No, it's a lot of work. And I'd rather hand it off to somebody else. But yeah. I don't control that much of that business. I do, but um, I've got good staff. It takes care of all that. Yeah, it's really important, you know, some people get stuck in the business when they need to like get a good SOP, you know, standard operating procedure and get back to what they do best. So, you know, Robert Kiyosaki talks about the unfair advantage. What would you say is something that, you know, I love this question. What is something that comes easy to you, Tim, that other people might find difficult? Management part? It's Just not in your business as, as an entrepreneur, what's your unfair advantage? What is it that comes easy to you that other people might find difficult? I would say getting good, solid team behind you to, to help you assist and assist you in that token. It is not easy and it's hard to do on your own mm -hmm. to have other people help you, have a good mentor, have a good staff that is going to assist you and what you're wanting to do because it's almost impossible to do it yourself. Yeah. Now, do you have a mentor now? Yes, I do. And locally, yes. Yeah. Cause a lot of people think that, Oh, once you get to 200 or 300 units or something that you don't need any help. So why do you believe it's important that you have a mentor, even at the level that you're at now today? My mentor is actually my attorney. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. That's even better value add. <laughs> yeah, he's a real estate attorney. So um, he's involved a little bit, obviously. Um, so everything is, you know, paperwork wise or whatever. So he's a big help. And he's been in this business a long time. I mean, as attorney wise. And I text him constantly. Hey, what about this? You know, this house or that deal can we do this multifamily should we do it you know so everything a lot of that stuff kind of will go through him 
but not everything. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned multifamily right now, everything's single family. Is that the future for your business? You're going to start getting into apartment blocks and things like that. I do have a couple of small apartment complexes. Um, I'm talking very small. One's only a 24 unit and one's a 48 unit that I have on top of the 288. Mm -hmm. Those are managed, but I have somebody there. One person that manages both complexes. They're not too far apart, maybe 10 months apart from each other, but she manages both those and she's an on-site manager. Nice. So is the future for your business to sell down your single families and move into multi? Yes, it is. Okay. And so what are you doing right now to prepare for that? Other than we, we talked a little bit about selling it off, but what are you doing as far as funding these things? Cause I know multifamily, it's a, it can be, you know, you're saying 48 units is small, whereas someone who's done like 10 flips is thinking 48 units is the biggest thing they've ever seen. So what's a, what's a big multifamily or what, what do you have your eyes on right now, as far as what you'd like to take down in the next 12 months? Um, actually, next 12 months, I'm looking at purchasing at least 800 units. Right now, I am currently, it's just in the beginning stages of purchasing a 426-unit apartment complex. I want to say the other one's two, a little over 200, close to 800 altogether. But it obviously, those kind of situations take time and mm -hmm. take some serious dollars to gather and put together for investors, myself, and everything has to be lined up. All the financials have to be there. Mm -hmm. Has to look good. I know both complexes, they're in my area. Mm -hmm. So I'm just in, in the getting negotiation on those. So how do you plan to, you know, for the people who are maybe in the same position as you and wanting to go where you're going, how do you plan to raise the capital to, um, you know, get this thing going? I have, I have, have a few local invest investors with, with some private money. I am talking to an individual now that's actually in Brazil mm -hmm. and someone that he partners with in California, which we are going, myself and my attorney are going to fly out next week and have a deeper conversation with him on this situation we the properties itself are looking at about 37 38 mil we are looking at ourselves putting into it about 17 mil and okay part. and that 17 mil is going to be your capital and the investors capital or just investor capital um it would be both okay so the the proceeds from uh, selling off the single families then correct Exciting. So you must be pretty excited about um, that. Or are you nervous? Because that would oh, make no, a lot actually, of I'm nervous. I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. Um, I really slowly, my plan is over the next 18 months to two years to be completely out of single family. Yeah. Well, why, why get out of single family? Why not just keep them all and keep everything? I would like to go to multifamily. So much easier to maintain this one property. Yeah, because, you know, all the driving around and checking on all the roofs and stuff like that, like, you know, it's cool to have like 10 or 20 or even like 50 single families. But at a certain point, people start going, I could just have all of these on one parking lot and just show up. And yeah, the roof's good on the whole building. So 
Um, as far as um, people wanting to, um, you know, participate in that, what are you doing to like expand your, your, your reach and your network so that more people are aware of your plans? Um, LinkedIn, first of all, and we'll stress, um, and I, people have reached out to me on LinkedIn and I'm reaching out to them as far as what we are looking at, what we are doing. Mm -hmm. That is a big help. It's been a big help the last few weeks, especially with that. So, and a lot of it, we are going to be reaching out more. I'm hiring someone here probably in a week or two to assist on trying to gather more private funding over the next eight, 12 months. Yeah, because when you're in multifamily, there's people who, um, you know, for the people listening at home, when you're doing multifamily, typically you can bring in a capital raise or someone to actually get the money together for you or assist you with it. Because there's lots of how many, you know, partners do you plan to put together for these these purchases or is it just going to be you and the money? I'd like to have three. Myself, yeah. three other people with, you know, private money. It seems to be the magic number. A lot of people don't want to have 10 people standing around. You know, they want to have a GP and a couple LPs and and that's about it. You're like a general partner. So you plan to be the, the guy on the ground making sure that this thing is, uh, what's the word that they typically use in multifamily? Uh, stabilized. You're the stabilizer right. for, the, for the unit then. Yes. And so do you foresee any challenges um with your management company changing gears like that or is it pretty much gonna be the same thing it'll be the same thing i have um the management people that are on site now at these two complexes i have become friends with mm -hmm. um because of my inspection business we we which we still operate we on a yearly basis, we inspect, um, not necessarily myself, but we inspect those two complexes on a year, yearly basis for the, for the mortgage company. Mm -hmm. How we had a heads up on, you know, everything, what the balance was, what, you know, they owed, what their payments were, or this and that. So that kind of assisted us. And we got to, you know, whether it's myself or Stacy, we talked to the, company managers, um, leasing agents, the maintenance people. We went through a lot of, you know, we go through 40 to 60 units every year for the mortgage company to make sure, you know, they're up to living standards, et cetera. So I have discussed this with them. I have talked to them and they, you know, I said, hey, if this is ever coming available, mm -hmm. I would like to purchase this. And they've all said, we will be more than welcome to give you whatever you need and we'll help you out as long as you keep us on staff. Mm -hmm. um, you guys have been here for so many years, so long. That's what I want. I don't want them to leave and then have to hire a new people because I really don't want, you know, someone from my people, my staff now to have to jump over there and have to, you know, take care of that. I'm going to need someone there. You know, one property has six maintenance people, uh, a property manager and five leasing agents. Mm -hmm. well, that's a big part of the big units is the having the people that specialize in leasing those buildings and dealing with those tenants like it's it's like almost its own world that's correct 
So if people want to, you know, reach out to you, maybe they want to even uh, be part of some of these uh, deals that you're doing. How do they find you? What should they do? Um, absolutely. Reach out to me um, via housebuyersfortwayne at gmail.com or may and send information via text first to 260-433-2062. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed our conversation today, Tim. And, um, you know, I'm sure the listeners at home are inspired to think bigger after our conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you and have a great day. And I appreciate your time. No problem. Until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.